Welcome to Understanding Spoken Russian with Mark Thompson. Mark has been teaching students from all over the world to quickly and easily speak Russian. And now, here's Mark. All right, welcome to episode three of Understanding Spoken Russian. Let's warm up by trying to name the gender of the words we hear, specifically the last word in each upcoming phrase. If you're new to all this, you might be wondering, wait, words have gender? And yeah, they do. It's actually pretty common in other languages, too. Anyway, here's how it'll work. If the last word ends with an ah sound, you'll say feminine. Like this one. If it ends with an o, say neuter. Otherwise, if it ends with a consonant, say masculine. You ready? So that was feminine. That was masculine. Мне нужна практика. Feminine. У тебя есть сок или молоко? Neuter. Вы любите этот торт? Masculine. Мне нужна Почта. Feminine. Интересное стекло. Neuter. Ты любишь этот шашлык? Masculine. Ты прочитал мое письмо? and neuter. If you got most of those, you've got a good ear, and that's going to serve you very well. And getting back to this concept of gender, what's really cool about Russian is, as we discovered in the last lesson, they apply it to verbs in the past tense. So in this next exercise, tell me, is the speaker talking about what a man did or what a woman did? Джордж работал в школе. That was George worked in a school. George is a guy, and the verb ended with an L. Mark был в подвале. Mark was in the подвал. Mark is a guy's name, and the verb ended with an L. Был. Бабушка работала в магазине. Бабушка, which is the word for grandma, работала в магазине. She worked in a store. Since бабушка is female, 
the past tense verb needs to end with an ah sound. And notice that the result is a rhyme. Listen again. Бабушка работала в магазине. Бабушка работала. Next. Таня была на балконе. Tanya was on the balcony. Tanya is female, so the verb takes a feminine ending. Roger играл в теннис. Roger was playing tennis. Irina играла в гольф. Irina was playing golf. Igral for a guy, igrala for a woman. Брат смотрел телевизор. My brother was watching television. Сестра смотрела мультик. My sister was watching a cartoon. Smatrel for a guy. Smatrela for a girl. Sasha kupil kvartiru. Sasha bought an apartment. Sasha kupila futbolku. Sasha bought a t-shirt. Hmm, did you catch something odd about those last two? First we heard Sasha kupil, and now it's Sasha kupila with an ah at the end? How can that be? Well, the name Sasha is a nickname for guys named Alexander and for women named Alexandra. It's like the name Pat, right? Pat can be a guy or a girl. And what's interesting is, if we heard similar English phrases, we wouldn't know if Pat was a man or a woman. Pat bought a car. We don't know who Pat is, but in Russian you do. Tell me, in this next one, is Sasha a guy or a girl? Sasha kupil mashinu. Kupil means it's a guy. And I'd like kupit to be our new word of this lesson. Kupit. To help you remember it, let's imagine winning the lottery. What do we do first? We run out and buy a Mercedes coupe. Kupit. That sound, coupe, is the root of the word. Coupe, to buy. So let's work with it a bit. Can you translate the following phrases? Nora 
купила диван в эпицентре. Nora bought a divan in epicenter. Алена купила гитару в Лос-Анджелесе. Алена bought a guitar in Los Angeles. Саша купил вино в баре. Саша bought вино in the bar. First of all, is Саша a guy or a girl? Well, Саша купил, so it's a guy. Next, what do you think вино is? As you probably guessed, it's wine. Вино. And what's the gender of that word? It ends with an oa sound, which makes it neuter. Next. Папа купил попкорн в парке. Papa bought popcorn in the park. Notice that even though papa ends with an a, the verb ending tells the truth. The verb kupil was in its masculine form because papa, despite the a ending, is obviously male. Mama kupila etu Toyota v Clevelande. Mama bought this Toyota in Cleveland. Галина купила этот торт в ресторане. Галина bought this tort, this cake, basically, in the restaurant. All right, great job. Next, what I'd really like to show you today is the importance of rhyming in Russian. Important is an understatement, really. Rhyming is the core principle behind the grammar of the language. And it's what makes the language so beautiful. In essence, Russian is set up to be one big poem. Here, just listen. There will be two phrases. In the first one, our speaker will say, Wow, such a big and costly car. In the next one, wow, such a big and costly airplane. The English versions obviously don't rhyme, but in Russian... Ого, такая большая и дорогая машина. Ого, такой большой и дорогой самолет. They can call it adjective-noun agreement if they want, but my two-year-old daughter, Sofia, she knows the words are just rhyming. Listen and compare. In English, we might say the food is fast and tasty. In Russian, Еда быстрая и вкусная. See how the adjectives быстрая and вкусная 
rhyme with еда? Еда быстрая и вкусная. In English we'd say a new two-story school. I mean, does that rhyme? Well, it does in Russian. Listen. Новая двухэтажная школа. Let me exaggerate the endings there. Новая двухэтажная школа. In English, I might say she's a beautiful, smart dog. Now, does that rhyme? Well, it does in Russian. Она красивая, умная собака. I mean, it can be anything. The long yellow pen. Listen. Длинная желтая ручка. In Russian, the words for food, school, dog, pen, and thousands of others, they are feminine. Еда. Школа. Собака. Ручка. That's why we had all those ya sounds. Быстрая. Большая. Красивая. Умная. Желтая. They're rhyming with those feminine nouns. How does this help us? Well, again, let's look at how my daughter Sofia processes Russian. We were taking a walk this morning and saw our neighbor's new BMW. In English, I might have said, Man, that car, I bet it's pretty expensive. Notice how car and expensive were separated from each other. To Sophia, it's less clear that expensive is describing the car. But if I said the same thing in Russian, Ого, такая машина. Она, наверное, очень дорогая. Here, Sophia's ears perk up because дорогая rhymes with машина. So she knows that дорогая is describing the машина, even though the words were separated from each other. So in this exercise, see if you can spot the feminine noun and its adjective. For example, Еда там в ресторане очень вкусная. Еда was the noun, and вкусная was the adjective. For now, let's not bother with the meaning. Let's just listen for the noun and its adjective. Подушка там на диване очень мягкая. Padushka was the noun, and Miachaya was describing it. Вода в бассейне очень холодная. Вода was the noun, and холодная the adjective. Девушка там в ресторане очень красивая. Девушка was the noun, and красивая was describing it. Уильям, осторожно! Пицца 
очень-очень горячая. Pizza is the noun, and it was very горячая. And now, Mark's language learning tip of the day. Today, I'd like to answer a question I get from a lot of listeners, which is, how does this course differ from my Russian Made Easy podcast? And I think what they really want to know is, is it okay to do both at the same time? The answer is, absolutely. And as I've done before, let me use my kids as an analogy. I mentioned that during their first two years or so, our twins, William and Sophia, didn't talk much. But once he approached his third birthday, William became all about communicating. Well, just like William, my Russian Made Easy podcast is totally focused on speaking the language. One thing William does constantly now, for example, is use constructions. If you haven't heard the term, a construction is a phrase where you change out a word or two each time you repeat it. And they're very powerful because they mold you into a fluent speaker. Here, listen to William using a construction in English. William, скажи, кого ты любишь? Uh, I love daddy, I love mommy, I love babu, I love Sophia, I love Ade, I love dad, I love Tanaka. Isn't he cute? In Russian Made Easy, we work a lot with constructions because I want you to be able to express yourself quickly and fluently. This course, on the other hand, is more like William's twin sister, Sophia. She speaks a lot less than her brother, but I think she understands things even better. If we're watching, for example, Winnie the Pooh in Russian, here. Пятачок купил Винни-Пуху воздушный шарик. And I hit pause and then ask, Okay, guys, Kamu on kupil sharik? Who did Piglet buy the balloon for? Sophia will correctly say, Winnie the Pooh. Meanwhile, William kind of ignores the question and instead launches into a construction. Ya kupil sharik, i mama kupila sharik, i Sophia kupila sharik, i Andrusha kupil sharik. He's saying, I bought a balloon, and Mama bought a balloon, and Sophia bought one. I'm sure he knew the answer too, but he's so focused on communicating, it's all he wants to do. I sometimes wish Sophia would speak a little more, but it's okay. She'll talk more when she feels comfortable. And therein lies today's tip. Of course you can do both podcasts. They complement each other perfectly. But it's okay to be like Sophia and stick with this course for a while building up your ear and your confidence until you're ready, like William, to unleash your Russian on the world. Next, let's listen to some clips from YouTube. Except for one, they're all videos of women talking about what they bought so we can listen for today's new word. Here's the first one. Can you spot 
where she bought these things? Listen again. It comes right at the end. She said, Vetum video, Yahachu Pakazadvam, Vieshi, Katoria Kupila, Vesecond Handia. In this video, I want to show you the things which I bought in second hand. The key phrase was Kupila, Vesecond Handia. Here's another shopper blogger about to share what she bought. She too is saying what I bought in second hand. Remember, the basic form of that word is just second hand. But since she bought it in second hand, she has to add that locational yeah ending. Then she tugs at her t shirt and says, I just realized that I put on a white futbolka. Listen. A futbolka is a t-shirt, by the way. And did you spot those two past tense verbs? Listen one more time. And Nadila. This next lady will also tell us about about her purchases in second hand. And there's that coop again. Pakupka is a purchase, something that you bought, right? And then she gets down to business and takes out all her shopping bags. Now I will show you guys what I bought. Listen again. She says her viewers sometimes ask, she said, How in general one can go to a second-hand store and how can you buy something there? Notice that since she's talking about going to a second-hand store, it doesn't get the yeah ending. And also notice our coop sound in pakupat. That's another form of the verb to buy. 
как вообще можно ходить в секонд-хенды, как там можно что-то покупать. In this last clip, a woman is telling a reporter about making money online. Can you translate her first four words? Я была в шоке, когда я продала за реальные деньги, то есть то, что я сказала на камеру. She said, я была в шоке, когда я продала за реальные деньги, то есть то, что я сказала на камеру. She said, I was in shock. Listen. Я была в шоке, когда... Я была в шоке. The whole clip translates as, I was in shock when I sold for real money that which I said to the camera. Three times she used the word I followed by a past tense verb. I was. I sold. Я продала. I said. Я сказала. Listen again. Я была в шоке, когда я продала за реальные деньги, то есть то, что я сказала на камеру. All right, here's today's final exam. Can you translate these phrases? Now, some of the words might be unfamiliar, but still, see if you can get the gist. And as always, if you hear a location without the yeah sound at the end, we'll assume that the person is on their way there. You ready? Michael сейчас в бизнес-центре. Michael is now in the business center. By the way, most Russian hotels have a business center where you can use their printer and fax machine. Maria едет в second hand. Maria is traveling to the second hand store. We know that she's not in the store because we didn't hear that yeah location marker. В Мэриленде Андрей работал в спортзале. In Maryland, Andre worked in a gym. Remember sport hall, sportzal. В Москве Глория работала в банке. In Moscow, Gloria worked in a bank. Что Светлана купила? What did Svetlana buy? Светлана купила кофе в Старбаксе. Svetlana bought coffee in Starbucks. 
Твой мотоцикл был в подвале. Your motorcycle was in the podval. I wonder how they got it down there. Hank Aaron играл в бейсбол. Hank Aaron played baseball. Мартина Навратилова играла в теннис. Мартина Навратилова played tennis. Well, I'm sure she still plays, but anyway. Бабушка смотрела видео на компьютере. Grandma was watching a video on the computer. В Сиэтле Влад купил новый смартфон. In Seattle, Vlad bought a new smartphone. Твое вино было на балконе. Your wine was on the balcony. Mark купил хорошие джинсы в секонд-хенде. Mark bought good jeans in a second-hand store. София, где ты была? В туалете? Sophia, where were you? In the restroom? Literally in the toilet? В Киеве я работала в МТС. In Kiev, I worked in MTS. MTS. Notice how she doesn't add that yeah sound because she was sounding out the initials of the place. For fun, listen to what MTS actually stands for. Can you translate? Мобильные телесистемы. Like almost all technical terminology, these words are pretty easily understood. Mobile telesystems. Мобильные телесистемы. Okay, last one. В августе моя сестра была в Амстердаме. In August, my sister was in Amsterdam. Моя сестра, my sister. In the next lesson, we'll look at the forms of the word my in detail. In the meantime, feel free to send me an email and let me know how you're doing in this course. My email is mark at russian-accelerator.com. All right, see you in lesson four. This has been another episode of Understanding Spoken Russian with Mark Thompson. For more time-saving tips and shortcuts for learning Russian, head over to understandingspokenrussian.com.